It's time for the 2 o'clock show. Featuring Matthew Clock, Tim Clock. And to start things off, we have our first review. It reads, The 2 o'clock shoe, which is probably supposed to say show, but typos do happen. It says, Tim and Matt like I've never heard of before by one R.L. Pauls, who we have never heard of before. Ahoy, we squids, this be Captain Hard Biscuit for Captain Hard Biscuit's whale milk cheese. This week's special be Orca Mozzarella. It be hundreds of times better than regular dairy. Try it today, ye lovely swabs. Welcome once again to Adventures in Time and Space. We're wondering about pyramids. I don't know if you've ever wondered such things, but we're wondering who in the world made the first pyramid. So we did some research and found out that the first pyramid was actually designed by a man named Imhotep. Now you might be thinking Imhotep, that's the name of that mummy running around in the movie, but he actually was a real person. He was the architect of the first pyramid as far as anyone knows. It was built for the third dynasty pharaoh, Djoser. And we thought that we would climb into our geotemporal vortex facilitator and go back to the year 2620 BC. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with the geotemporal vortex facilitator, it is a machine that we built that enables us to travel in time and space. And it looks like garbage. Yes, it's made from an old dumpster, but you know, reuse, recycle, all that good stuff. So. We're going to travel to 2620 BC and see if we can find Imhotep and try to interview him and, and see what he has to say about being the architect of the world's very first pyramid. Hopefully at this time where we go back to, uh, it will not be finished yet, but that's okay. We'd like to see it in progress and it's a six step pyramid. It's about 200 feet tall. Uh, so hopefully it wouldn't be too hard to miss once we arrive. Hopefully when we get there, we'll, we'll land close to it so it'll be easy to find. But uh, why don't we go ahead and climb into the geotemporal vortex facilitator here. Now you notice, you remember the, the big red button, of course. I, I got in here this morning and I added a new sound. The other one didn't quite do it for me. and. I figured this way it'll work as a horn, if need be, uh, if we need to scare away dinosaurs or whatever on some adventure. And also we have a remote that goes with it that we can push, and it will sound to tell us where we parked, just in case we forget. Didn't we already have a remote? Yes, yes. This is the same one. I just, I just reconfigured it. Uh, now, um, if you'd like to do the honors, you can go ahead and push the big red button to see what our new sound sounds like. Okay. You're gonna, we're gonna scare away a dinosaur with that. Yep, that's it. I figured it's kind of a unique sound to it. Alrighty, let's set the dial to the necropolis of Saqqara in Memphis, and that's not Memphis, Tennessee, that's outside Cairo in northern Egypt. Okay, we've got the location and time.
Well, here we are. Let's hope that we're in 2620 BC in Egypt. And let's hope that uh, we can find somebody that can point us to Imhotep to try to interview him. Let's open up the door here. I see somebody right there. We Apparently we've landed right outside the pyramid. I I see a, a big stone structure. That's got to be it. I don't know what else it would be. Let's see, there's a there's a gentleman right here. Uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, would you happen to know uh, who is Imhotep, the architect of this this fine pyramid here? Oh no 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 me no 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 no. Uh, uh Imhotep uh at the quarry to oversee getting more stones for the sixth step. Uh, he won't be back until the moon is full. When's the moon gonna be full? Is is that tonight or sometime soon? Oh, in three weeks. Oh, this, this is like when we tried to visit George Washington. Who? Uh, never mind, it's a long story. Uh, could we ask you some questions instead about the pyramid you're building? Uh, I suppose. Okay, um, let's see, uh, well, I guess what's your name and what do you do here? Uh, my name is Shigaru. Oh, uh, I'm in charge of feeding Pharaoh Joser's cats. Shigaru, that's, uh, that's a distinguished sounding name. What does it mean? Hound. Hound? Like, like a dog? No, hell, like a falcon. Of course, like a dog. What's wrong with that? Uh, nothing at all. It's just very distinguished. It's interesting. We're in Memphis, and apparently, uh, you ain't nothing but a hound dog? Oh, I don't get it. Never mind. Just a, a small joke. Real small. I take it that cats are important to the pharaoh? Oh, cats are magical and bring good luck. Besides, they catch mice to get to our crops, and they catch venomous snakes, and they dress up their cats all fancy-like with jewels, and even mummify them after they die. Sounds like you have a prestigious job. What's Imhotep's job? He's the architect of the pyramid. Oh, he's, he's a physician, a master sculptor, a scribe, and an astronomer. Hmm. Sounds like a busy guy. I imagine uh, feeding feral Dozer's cats keeps you busy. Yeah, we have 16 cats right now. We'll have more soon, probably. We started out with only two, and all these little cats keep showing up somehow, and next thing you know, we have 16 of them. Huh. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, well, uh, what's the purpose of the pyramid? Uh, where we're from, there's some debate about it. Uh, but we believe that uh, Imhotep's is the first pyramid like this. Well, as far as we know, this is the first pyramid. We're building it to house Pharaoh and his cats after they die. It's an awful lot of work for a tomb. Well, it will be his house and his cat's house in the afterlife. No offense, but we have a, a much better afterlife planned. Uh, did Pharaoh Djoser mention who gets to feed his cats for eternity? Oh, gee, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, you may want to consider a career change there, buddy. Well, it's time to go back home now. Tune in next time for Adventures in Time and Space. Oh, who are you talking to? And now a public service announcement from our program director, Obadiah Perkins. 
Chlorophobes Anonymous is having their 40th annual convention in Fiddlesburg, Ohio on October 31st in the Fiddlesburg County Fairgrounds Circus Tent. As you may know, chlorophobia can be a debilitating disorder. Many are ashamed to admit that they have a dreaded fear of clowns. Chlorophobes Anonymous gives hope, accountability, and a sense of belonging to those who have lived in shame for years. Don't live in fear and shame any longer. Visit your local chapter of Chlorophobes Anonymous today and join us for our convention October 31st. This program has been brought to you in part by Sally Mander's Exotic Pets. For those who want a pet but are bored with dogs, cats, fish, birds, and hamsters. Instead, why not bring home for a buy one, get one free saltwater crocodile? Why not let a lowland gorilla help redecorate your home? Why mow your yard when you can let zebras, giraffes, and your own herd of cake buffalo do it for you? Pesky door-to-door salespeople? Start your own pride of lions, or get a couple Bengal tigers. Sale now until the end of the month, next month. And now it is time for Neville Pilkington, Space Cadet. It's Take Your Kid to Work Day. Captain Biff Pilkington takes his son Neville with him in his spaceship, the Holmium, a heavily armed two-person patrol ship. Um, yes, thank you, Father, for bringing me along. Why, certainly, son. I'm glad to bring you along on my exciting adventures in space. Uh, why do you fly such a small ship and not a destroyer or a cruiser? Well, I enjoy the smaller ships myself, son. I enjoy traveling the galaxy alone and keeping in touch with the lower classes in the Space Navy. Well, I've never been in space before. Did you put on your no-girl? Oh, is that the hatch mom stuck on my neck? Yes, it prevents space sickness. Trust me, you don't want to barf in space, especially on a ship as small as this. Homium, you are go for lunch. Okay, ready for liftoff? Oh, yes, I do believe so. You buckle all in there, son? Yes, I have all the straps on correctly. This is the tricky part. Flying in space is a bit easier. Now, we should be weightless in just a moment. Uh, do I have to call you Captain? Uh, normally yes, but until you're old enough to join the Space Academy, just call me Dad. Okay. Now, let me show you the basics of flying the Homium, just in case... I'm actually fairly familiar with the controls. You see, I, I've been playing Galaxy Patrol at home. It's, it's uh, My favorite ship to fly is a patrol ship. Like It's a lot like the Homium, actually. So I'm actually quite familiar, and also, you have forgotten to disengage the manual controls for the stability assist module. I believe you'll find switching it to automatic will cause locking your orientation to be much more advantageous. Uh, right, yeah, I was just about to do that. Glad you reminded me, son. Well, do you have any questions? As a matter of fact, father, yes. Why did you name me Neville? Uh, that's not exactly what I had in mind, son, but, uh, well, being in the Space Navy, I wanted a name that sounded like Naval. Neville was as close as we could find to Naval. You named me after a belly button? 
No, not navel. Navel. Uh, never mind. Father, are those ships on the screen coming toward us? No, worse. Hang on, sir. I don't think our shield will hold against those kind of torpedoes. We have to jump to light speed without time for our astral math to calculate a safe path. Why didn't our sensors detect another ship? Tune in next time when you hear Neville say, Those torpedoes came from Earth! Will Biff and Neville Pilkington be destroyed? Will their ship jump to light speed in time? And if it does, will they survive the trip? Find out next time on Neville Pilkington, Space Cadet. And now, story time with Pete. Hi, kitties. Uh, sit by the fire and we'll have some stories to get you to go to sleep. Just don't sit too close to the fire yet. Here's the first one. Tom, Tom, the piper's son, stole a pig and away he ran. The pig was eat and Tom was beat. And Tom went roaring down the street. That's one of my favorites. Here's one, kitties. Punch and Judy fought for a pie. Punch gave Judy a sad blow on the eye. That's not sad. I think it's funny. How about this one, kids? Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. I bet he made a good omelet though. Here's one of my my wife's and my favorites. Rockabye baby on the treetop when the wind blows the cradle will rock when the bow breaks the cradle will fall and down will come baby cradle and all. Why did we think of putting a cradle on a treetop? That's genius. There was an old woman who lived in a shoe. She had so many children, she didn't know what to do. She gave to them some broth without any bread and whipped them all soundly and put them to bed. Isn't that a heartwarming story, kids? Doesn't that make you want to just go to sleep here, Mom and Dad? Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack fell down and broke his crown, and Jill came tumbling after. Well, pleasant dreams, kitties. Dad, did you hire that guy? He just showed up on our doorstep and said he had a time slot. I, I, I thought you sent him in. No, I didn't hire him. Hmm. Uh, that's that's scary. We'll have to get a security eye, I guess, here at the door.
And now we're going to have our very first and maybe the last uh, call-in contest. We have an amazing prize that we're going to give away today to the first caller to call in with the correct answer to our question. And here is today's question. Uh, you guys can go ahead and start dialing now so that we can answer your calls by the time this question is read and we can get to the answers right away. Today's question is, what has four legs, a tail, and barks? And we're getting calls in already, I can see. Let's see, let's go to line one. Hello, you're on the air. What has four legs, a tail, and barks? Wednesday. Uh, close, close. Uh, try again next time. Uh, let's try, uh, let's go to line two. Hello, welcome to the two o'clock show. What has four legs, a tail, and barks? Your mother. Uh, no, not quite, not quite. Let's go to line three. Hello, welcome to the two o'clock show. What has four legs, a tail, and barks? Igloo. Uh, Igloo, not, not quite, not quite. Thanks for calling, we'll try again next time. Okay, let's go to line four, and uh, welcome to the two o'clock show. What has four legs, a tail, and barks? Nebraska. Nebraska, not not quite. Close, but not quite. Uh, let's, let's see, let's just try again. Uh, let's see, line five. Hello, welcome to the two o'clock show. What has four legs, a tail, and barks? Uh, is, the, uh, is this Lloyd's Pizza? Um, just hang up. Just hang goodbye. up. Goodbye. Can't believe that guy keeps calling. You, you'd think he'd know by now. Yeah. Oh. Okay, let's try line six. Welcome to the two o'clock show. Uh, what has four legs, a tail, and barks? Um, uh, a polar bear? No, closer, closer. Alrighty, we'll try again next time. Okay, let's go to line seven. Line seven, welcome to the two o'clock show. What has four legs, a tail, and barks? The unsearchable void that is outer space. Uh, not quite what we're looking for. Not quite what, oh, you know what? <sighs> we're all out of time. Well, I'm sorry, we'll have to try again sometime. We just don't have any more time for any more callers today. But here's what you could have won. You could have won a trip to South America, Antarctica, the Caribbean, and Alaska, all on a cruise lasting one month. But, oh well, we'll try again next time. Our good friend Rita at Rita's Books and Coffee House has three specials this week that you can enjoy while you sip her hot coffee and enjoy the books that she has for you to read. We have, first of all, for those of you who are romantically inclined, we have Romance in the Bayou. Also, for those of you scientifically minded, we have Lizards and Other Bugs. And for those of you do-it-yourselfers, we have Surgery at Home. Surgery you can perform with kitchen tools you'll find around your house. And now back to our program. Today we have a special interview with the one and only John Wayne. Well, it's mighty good to be here, neighbor. Was that was that a good uh, imitation? Uh, it was. Aren't we aren't gonna have the actual John Wayne here? 
uh, I I invited him. I contacted his agent, and they said that uh, they'd see what they could do. Well, let me look into it. See, like maybe he's filming something. I could see if something's coming up. Oh, uh, he's been dead for a while. Dead? Yeah. I didn't know he was sick. Well, this has been the two o'clock show. Thank you for listening. Um, keep on breathing oxygen like normal humans do. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the outro I'm using. We're done. Wrap it up. <laughs>